0: No matter whether there's two or three of us or two or three thousand of us, we're sharing that event experience together and you can absolutely start small. I started running workshops and give them the best experience and they remembered how I made them feel and that had an impact.
1: Are you ready to say yes to your wealthiest and most abundant life, overflowing bank accounts and a deep sense of inner fulfillment? If you are, then you are definitely in the right place. Welcome to the Girl Unfiltered Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Girl Unfiltered Podcast. The sun is shining in the office. I'm just ending my day, which means that Bailey is scratching at my legs right now because she wants her, <laughs> she wants her mama's attention back. Cause I've been working in the office for too long. But before I shut down for the day, I really wanted to introduce the topic of this week's podcast. Because we are talking today in a beautiful conversation uh, with Juliet Tripp about the power of in-person events. And this is something that we haven't really talked about before on the podcast, but I actually met Juliet at my live event that I co-hosted with my fabulous business besties in LA and her energy was so magnetic and beautiful. I knew that I wanted to have her on the podcast anyway, and she specializes in helping entrepreneurs and businesses create really impactful in-person events and connections, but please do not be put off by this podcast topic if you think that you don't have a big enough business right now or a big enough community to create an event because we actually discuss that and where you can begin from and some of the things that you can create that will support you in creating that high touch um, and high value experience, no matter how big and how small your in-person event might be. And I just think this is a perfect time to be talking about this because, you know, we have been (laughs) comfortable behind our laptops for quite some time now. And we haven't actually been able to really do in-person events. And now we're starting to be able to do that. But I also think that there can be some mindset blocks around that. Uh, Maybe it feels too comfortable behind your laptop and you think, oh, it's too difficult to do an in-person event. Or maybe you're worried about the costs of doing so. Well, we talk all about that on the podcast episode, amongst some other beautiful things like actually balancing a corporate job while running a six-figure business and how to really develop and grow an authentic brand. So I'm really excited to introduce you to Juliet Tripp. I have Such a beautiful soul sitting in front of me. I am joined today by Juliet Tripp, who actually I met in LA just... Gosh, how long ago was the event? A few weeks? It feels like a few weeks, but I think it's yeah. a couple of months ago.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like been six weeks already, which is mad. I feel like it was yesterday. It was just incredible.
1: Okay, so I'm glad it wasn't three months ago because that means time is going way too quickly. So six weeks is doable in my head. Um, but she flew out all the way from the UK to come join um, us and my incredible co-hosts at our LA Live event. And you had a fabulous time while you were here. And it was amazing seeing your journey, your LA high vibe, abundant self, rocking it. And just to get to know you and it just felt like the perfect fit to have you come onto the podcast as well. Oh, thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah. It's so great to be connected with you and get to meet you and all the other amazing ladies. Um, but
1: yeah, it's fab to be here and reconnect after, after the event. Yes, absolutely. And that kind of leads us perfectly into what it is that you do, because you actually help support business owners when it comes to live events, which it's fascinating to me because it's really interesting. It's it's a slightly different coaching niche and we've never had anyone on the podcast talking about this. And there's so much that goes on behind the scenes with that. So I would love to just know like what inspired you to go into the niche that you do work in? Yeah, sure. So I won't give you the whole backstory,
0: but essentially (laughs) I've had over a decade working in events. I've worked, I've run events all over the world from Singapore to London to Washington DC, um, all sorts of events and have kind of hopped around my career, different roles. And a few years ago, I started coaching and I started coaching event professionals um, and I still do on how to level up their careers, their personal brands and get the most out of their events career. And then Since I was sort of in the coaching space, I was having more and more coaches, service providers come to me and just be like, how on earth do you run an event? Like, how do you start? So I started to integrate that into my business. And now I like to to refer to myself as the events coach. So I'm coaching, empowering people to realize the potential events, whether they already work in the field or they want to bring that into their business, because I am truly passionate. And I'll probably say this 700 million times on this episode, there is nothing more powerful than a live experience and meeting in person.
1: I couldn't agree more since actually having hosted our live event. And we'll go into that because I know in a moment, like we'll go into it in a moment. I know that there's a lot of even mindset stuff that comes from even deciding to run an event and it can be scary and overwhelming. I think for me, because it had also been a while since i had done anything live, you know, the pandemic and people couldn't really do live events. What really helped me was actually having my four other soul sisters support me through that because I think that running an event can be really overwhelming. But that being said, let me tell you the v- high vibes and the abundant energy that was oozing for all of us as a result of meeting people live in person and having that high touch connected experience was second to none. And it just made me more passionate about how many events I want to run. Yeah. So, like, Do you find that with the people that you work
0: with? Yeah, 100%. It's like a domino effect, because once you get into that energy, it's just incredible. And it actually kind of confuses me how many coaches sort of won't consider it. And they think, no, you know, it's all about we hear all this noise about online businesses, a superpower of, you know, running an online business. And, and it's amazing. Like, Don't get me wrong. We can do so much as coaches from our laptops, from our phones. But, you know, there is there is a power of being in your energy and having people share that energy, whether they are your clients or they are potential clients. And I think, yeah, as you say, like once people realize that they realize it's a domino effect, a snowball effect, and it can just absolutely skyrocket your career, your, your business, your coaching business, whatever that is, but you've got to tap into it and you've got to show up and just be in the room.
1: Mm. And I think that, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'd love to hear your opinion on this. I think, and I'm speaking from personal experience. I think two big um, mindset blocks from getting started when it even comes to deciding to launch an event is one, oh my God, I'm just so comfortable behind the screen. Why would I step out from behind the screen? I can run an event from online. Uh, my business is doing okay. Like it's fine. It's going to take so much energy for me to have to run an event. And then secondly, another one, and this ties in a money mindset, is the cost is how much people think that they're going to have to spend to create the kind of event experience that maybe they want to. And is that something that you find your clients are coming up against when they first start working with you?
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. Like to speak to the first point first, like we've got, we're so lucky to be able to have, you know, carried on running businesses and stayed in jobs through the Mm. power of online and you know, zoom. Wow. It's just, it's saved lives over the last couple of years, but we've got very comfortable and complacent with that. And absolutely. I mean, I run my business online. That's, that's great. But, um, I think people do think like, why should I, like, I don't need to, it's all, it's all good. But actually what I'm seeing now is, is a number of coaches who are sort of at that, that six figure level if they just suggest one event, they can move into seven figures. Like I would stand strong on that. And and also to your second point about the cost of events, yes, but events can also make money. And actually, you know, let's look at it that way. Events are another revenue generator. And it, once you know how, once you know all the different ways that you can actually bring revenue into your business through an event, at the event itself, and then you know, the after effect, like you can, you can fly, um, in terms of there's so much to gain your confidence, like your energetics, your client base and your bank balance.
1: Completely couldn't agree more because the high that I was riding of just positive, abundant energy and feeling like I was in my power, you know, there's, we'll talk about for sure, some of the options that people have when it comes Mm -hmm. to creating revenue from an event, but you have to think expansively as well. Like, what if my, I bring this energy to my business? Am I going to sign more one-to-one clients? What ideas, what inspiration is going to come to me? And also the effects that it has on your brand building. And I know that's something you're passionate about as well. Yeah, 100%. Like
0: you have an opportunity to cement your thought leadership. So that's something that I loved about the event that that you guys host is, is that you all stood so strong in your personal brands and, and you just really stood amazingly in that space in terms of being a thought leader in your separate areas, but also showing up together and that collective power of your network just had a magic about it. But, you know, if you are looking to really grow your niche and stand out, you know, be the go-to like you I see very much as the go-to for money mindset for wealth and abundance and by showing up and like speaking on stage and doing that you get the opportunity and I think a lot of people who are looking at thought leadership goals whatever their career or business think that they have to wait for an invitation they have to you know oh get a speaking invitation to speak at a conference no don't wait like you can create that for yourself which is amazing
1: Absolutely. I mean, that ties into every aspect of business. It's like, stop waiting for permission, even if it's in the online space. I mean, people are waiting to be asked to do guest masterclasses and this and that, like create your own, like create and Mm -hmm. generate that energy from within as well. 100%. And it just, it radiates out. And I think
0: when you're, you know, when you put yourself forward like that, there is, there's nothing more powerful and yeah, you can just skyrocket.
1: So, for some people, it might feel like a new concept at the idea of generating money at an event. I would just love to hear how you support some of your clients in thinking outside of the box in what they can, the magic or the abundance that they can create when they do the in person event. Yeah. So there's kind of different elements to this. And I'm going to come back to the word
0: abundance because this is it in terms of the longevity, but on a very basic level, you know, events, you can sell tickets for your events, right? And that is a revenue stream. Now, Yes, there are costs associated with venues, but if you tap into your community, your network, you can partner, so you can get things sponsored, you can get venues sponsored, you can get sponsors for your events, and they might be brands that are aligned with your own brand values. You know, you can have all of those costs of an event covered. So therefore, the ticket income is into your, into your business. And, you know, on a kind of a, a more sort of boring level, my background um, has been corporate commercial conferences. So prior to my current job, I was running um, conferences for a corporate business, which was a massive, um, you know, multi-million pound revenue stream for the business. And we had to work out the maths, right? So we were making sure that um, we were bringing in more than we were um, spending on the venue and everything so I think you know with with a bit of budgeting you can absolutely do that and yeah and that's what I help people to do to make sure that they are looking at that um, kind of PL on an event and they're working with uh, with um, venues to make sure they get the right kind of mix there but then when we look at the abundance the mistake that I see a lot of people make especially in the personal development space when they think I'm going to run a masterclass I'm going to run a workshop I'm going to do something is they think of it as flash in the pan and they just run this event. But the power is in the longevity. So when you're in that energy, you have upsell opportunities. You have subconscious upsell. You're, you're selling just by being there and having people in your presence. And then you have the opportunity to actually explicitly sell and speak out loud and offer or a program or something. And when people are in that energy, they are magnetic to you and have so much more, you know, potential to buy. And it's a really, really genuine way to do it because they're already in your space. They've already bought a ticket or whatever or shown up. They don't, they have no pressure. They can just walk out of the room. No drama, but also that they're sharing that space. and And also, you know, you might run an event and then six months down the line, someone is kind of a place where they actually want to invest in you whether that's coaching but because you've had that effect there's that quote right people will forget what you said people forget what you did but they'll never forget how you made them feel and that's what events do
1: that's so true it's uh, yeah <laughs> and like there have been some people where I'm like I definitely know I'm never gonna work with this person and then yeah. like, like you walk out of the room and you're like I will work with this person at some point for sure mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. a great color of people's energy <laughs> yeah
0: exactly yeah. and like for you as well like to see if you want to be in their energy like
1: it's yeah it's vice versa that's so true And I think it's also important to remember, and this is something I've found, whether I've been hosting something online and putting myself out there in an energetic way, or is an in-person event, is that even the people who aren't at that event are feeding off of your energy, if you're showing up and sharing. And what I've often found is that because maybe I've elevated my energy or my brand awareness has increased... I'm I've got more people coming to me taking notice of what it is that I'm doing and more interested in working with me, even though they were not physically there, because they're just sensing that energy shift.
0: Yeah, exactly. And events create the FOMO factor. So, you know, the whole fear of missing out, like that's what you get when you do an event because people are showing up. And, you know, you can engineer an event to have a ton of Instagrammable opportunities and people feel called to share when they're in that energy. You know, I know when I was at your event, like my Instagram was like, done this, done this, like, you know, blowing up because I was so excited yeah. to tell people. And then yeah. that's gonna have an ongoing effect because my followers are gonna follow your you and all of this. So yeah, you get that opportunity to create the FOMO moment. So. I think I
1: had the highest story of views my entire year so far <laughs> during <laughs> those few days. Because oh it was oh
0: my like, God. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> People do that. That's so interesting to hear as well, because I'm the same. Like when I travel suddenly, like forget all the hacks and the algorithm, yeah. all the things that you can do. Like you do something different. You get in the room. People want to see. People want to know. Like I know when I'm, you know, certainly when I'm in the States, because I'm in a different energy, I just love it. People are like, what's going on? I want to see yeah we're curious
1: and I also just want to speak to the people because I don't want people listening who maybe will see the photos from events that we like the event that we did which was Mm -hmm. you know I'm not gonna lie like uh, we invested a lot of our money into that event and we did it we decided because it felt aligned for the five of us that if we were gonna do it we would do it to the best that we possibly could. Like we chose a very high vibe location that could have fit probably 500 people in it (laughs) because it was just an abundant space. But I don't want people who are thinking, oh, well, that's what I have to match in order to do a live event. And actually, I think that you can begin doing these at any stage in your, in your business. And I would love to hear your opinion on that because I think even some of my clients need to hear this, whether they're even Mm. just starting out in their coaching, how can they start creating more of that in person, high touch experience?
0: Yeah, I love this question. And if you are listening, like there is an event for you. So let's look at events at their core are experiences. So it's you and I, or you and I, a group of people sharing an experience. Now, no matter whether there's two or three of us or two or 3000 of us, we're sharing that event experience together. And you can absolutely start small. I remember, you know, even having run events, for a number of years. When I started my coaching business, I started running workshops. And the first workshop I ever ran, I was like, I'm going to get about 30 people, la la la, two people showed up. And instead of me losing faith, I was able to coach these two people and give them the best experience. And they remembered how I made them feel. And that had an impact. And it gave me such a confidence boost that next time I did a workshop, Lo and behold, it sold out with thirty people because I was just kind of gearing up to it. So, don't panic and think of events as massive stadiums or conferences. Think about how can I create an experience because experience is first. Let's forget the word event; just create an experience, and and the event will follow and go around it. So, there's all sorts you could do
1: there. I'm just curious, how would you define the difference between, let's say, doing a workshop versus hosting an event?
0: I would say that a workshop is a type of event. Um, so, I mean, I, events can be on all scales. So, you know, an event could be like a breakfast meetup, the, is as simple as you just book a table in a lovely brunch restaurant and you meet there and you host something and you don't have to have sort of a private room or anything it gets to be an event when you decide that it's an event but workshops are a great way to start like workshops vip days mastermind days are a lovely way to start with with kind of getting that in-person vibe and building your experience to speak in front of a group to to hold the room because there's two different elements when you are a service provider or a coach, often you're the person that's organizing the event, but you're also running, hosting, speaking at the event, which is a whole different thing because that's where we look at getting support, getting help from, you know, whether you've got an assistant that can support you or you outsource to an event planner or anything like that. Um, but yeah, you can absolutely choose that any experience, any interaction that you have with your community can be an event.
1: Yeah, I love that. Keeping it simple, if you just want to create in-person event, like, You could have dinner at a restaurant. You could have it in a coffee shop. You could ask your local coffee shop if you could rent a little corner of it. I mean, after my event, even my husband was saying like, you're buzzing from this. Why aren't you doing this on a monthly basis in LA? I'm like, I know you're right. (laughs) Like it could even be a small like 10 person gathering and you rent a little space and it's just a way for other people to connect and for them to get to know the work that you do. Yeah, exactly. And it could be just going for a walk or saying we're going to meet in a park mm. at a certain point.
0: You know, it could be completely free. And that's another way of you bringing abundance to your community. You're not spending anything to book a space, but you're showing up in a location. You're giving your energy. And, and that's a really, really abundant way. Certainly, you know, we get so caught up in launching and doing a free masterclass and doing that. will. Just Let's just show up and share a space
1: Because that's the power You don't need to convert people Because they're already in your energy They're already there and the words that are coming to me now, like reminding people that you you yourself are enough. Like just yeah. being in your energy space, you are enough. Like, like we could have not had the venue that we had, and just all five of us sat in a room somewhere and still yeah. spoken from the same space that we did, and everyone still would have walked away with so much. So yeah. you're enough exactly.
0: you
1: are. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's such an amazing takeaway. I would love to know, not to be negative, but like, what are some of the potholes that you do see some people falling into when it comes to hosting or running an event where you're like, oh, okay, like this maybe isn't the way to go or things that they forget of or or struggles that they have when it does come to maybe hosting a slightly larger event?
0: Mm, I think, the biggest thing um is definitely like not having a why or not having goals so Uh, not kind of setting those goals for the event so my and I actually have a a almost full-time job, as well as being a coach. So I'm a group strategy director for an events agency in the UK. And so I direct um, the strategy for the business, but also for a lot of our clients' events as well, which is amazing. And I absolutely love it. But a lot of that comes to setting those event objectives and goals. And um, I think a lot of people since coming out of the pandemic, a lot of businesses have said, okay, we're going to run an event now because we can. Because we can isn't enough. It's not a reason. If you don't have a why, your heart isn't in it. Your soul isn't in it. And you probably shouldn't be running an event. You should be ready for it yet. You know, events are very sexy. They're very glamorous. It's very cool to say you're doing an event. And I see a lot of people do that. And I'm like, "Mm," but you're just in like hilton double tree ballroom with no personality and and the people in there are just sitting on those same chairs that a conference has just been in and they're having their cup of coffee and a croissant that's been sitting out there for six hours because that's all they know <laughs> you yeah. know it's just it's not <laughs> yeah because your face is like you my face right now I'm just <laughs> cringing <laughs> You know, we've seen it. And like, yeah. and it's such a yeah. shame because I see incredible coaches who are completely slaying it. And then they're like, I'm doing an event and I get really excited. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see that on our Insta stories. And then they've not considered the why the goals. And um, the other thing is an event is an extension of your brand and business. So it needs to be a living and breathing example of that. And you can bring your event into, you know, into the room your brand into the room by elevating it, all these different touch points, you know, making sure that people are walking into your brand, your brand experience. And I think people forget that too.
1: Yeah, we definitely wanted people to feel that walking in. I mean, we were lucky that the event space kind of already looked like all of our brands, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> but the high vibe music doesn't cost you anything. Yeah. We had a playlist exactly. to make sure that energy was during the event. Um, We were able to have sponsors that were mainly all women owned um, sponsors so that people had nice fun drinks and snacks and stuff like that. And it's that it is honestly the little touches like that, that can make a huge difference. hundred percent little magic
0: touches, knowing your why, knowing your goals, massive points there.
1: Yeah. I love that. And do you ever find that because I've i had two experiences now, one running an event where I was completely depleted as a result of it, and then didn't sustain the energy after it. And the complete opposite of that with our recent event of just soaring. Yeah. Do you find that there needs to be a strategy in place? Or is that something you discuss with your clients about how to sustain yourself through that process and even post event within your business? yeah a hundred percent and I like to call it the event hangover
0: um because yes. sometimes <laughs> sometimes on a hangover you're like Oh my god! But it was the best night ever. And then other time let's go get a mimosa. And then the other times, you're like, oh, I literally can't move. And it depends how you plan for that, you prep for that night out or that event. So yeah, it, it's planning sort of what's next. It's mapping out time so that you're not burnt out. It's getting that support to run the event and doing the do so you can show up in you know in your power. Um, but yeah, 100. We look at the long term when I support people. It's not like how are we gonna you know, put an event on and then see you later. It's how we're going to put an event on and then do the wrap up and then take our business to the next level off the back of it. Cause that's where the power is that like transformational period when the event starts to like, you know, 48 hours after the event, when people are still on a high, they're still talking about it. That's where you can kind of captivate them, but you have to be in your power and your energy.
1: That's when planning really becomes your best friend, I think, because even if you've had such a high, which we did, we were all exhausted. Like we all just were booking massages and needed time to sleep. And that was, and that's great. We need that. That's important. So you have to plan for that being inevitable and not also miss out on the opportunity of riding that wave by having certain things, I think just in place with the strategy and the structure within your business ahead of time yeah exactly that
0: know what's next for you and also know how you're going to celebrate your event like that's that's a thing and you can ride that wave and like we went out for a gorgeous dinner afterwards and that was just so lovely and and knowing that you can kind of celebrate and stay in that energy I think is really magical
1: too Okay, guys, it is definitely officially June by now, and June is my birthday month. So there is no better time than to share some magical abundance vibes with you and create lots of juicy momentum within not only my business, but your business too. So I decided to do a complete revamp, realignment, and relaunch of my signature mastermind and pour even more. abundance into that beautiful epic six-month container. So I'm so excited to announce that we are reintroducing the Aligned as Fuck Mastermind. (laughs) It is packed full with value and support and it's a real balance of support supporting you with really healing your inner money mindset and making sure that your conscious and subconscious beliefs are in full alignment with the goals that you have within your business while you also implement the aligned strategies within your specific business that are going to help you grow to six figures and beyond. And because we're doing this beautiful relaunch, I have such a special bonus for you. Before doors officially open, I am creating, or I have created, I should say, a beautiful pre-launch VIP bonus for you. So if anyone is ready to go all in and wants all of the details to that, then the link is in the show notes below. And this VIP bonus includes a 90-minute alignment business audit with me one-to-one, which means my eyes are going to be fully on your business, figuring out where the holes are, figuring out what needs to shift, what needs to realign to make sure that you are on track with where you desire to be within your life and within your business. Not only that, but if you sign up for the mastermind before the end of June, I will also be hosting an epic VIP mastermind day where I will be joined by three other coaches who are all experts in their field at supporting you in truly up-leveling and expanding within your business. You'll be able to ask some questions. You'll be able to receive the clarity that you desire, and you will know that you are completely supported on your journey. So pre-launch is officially open. If you're ready to get your hands on all of that juicy value and up-level both your mindset and your strategy and create epic waves for the rest of the year, then click on the link in the show notes below or DM me alignment at girl underscore unfiltered. On the other end of the spectrum, what have you, what events have you been a part of? Maybe you've even planned them, where there was just magic in the air, there was something different, or it stood out. And I'd be curious, like, what do you think contributed to that?
0: Mm, I think, wow, there's been so many. So, like thinking about events that I've planned, and actually, it's not that I've planned, that I've attended, sorry, that's the first question I ever ask someone when I'm coaching them through running an event. Like, right, take me back to the most memorable event of experience of your life and what made it that memorable. And for me, um it was going to the Girl Boss Rally in LA in 2019. I took myself off for a weekend. I'd like saved money for this ticket. I literally flew to LA for a weekend because I had no time. It was, that was it. That was the only way I could go. Yeah. And 11 and a half hour flight. And and it changed my life because I put myself out there. It's the first like big sort of personal development thing that I invested in. And everywhere you looked, you saw that brand, you saw that girl boss brand and the pink and the, the, you know, women supporting women and empowering each other. And it was just incredible that it just it stood out for me and and it was that it was an elevated experience it was experiential because it had a theme it was held at UCLA so they really lent into it, it was like a really cool like university kind of vibe like they had like school bell announcements on an app like it was so thought out like they went wow. in with the theme So yeah, that was definitely, I love, I love attending events and I do as much as I love organizing them. It's not like, because I spend my life with it, I don't want to, I don't want to attend them as well.
1: So I'm hearing is like really the follow through with a theme, like just really Mm -hmm. locking in on your specific brand and how you want that brand experience, I think to translate, which is also something that I believe you support your clients with it's branding as well. Right. Yeah, 100 percent. And branding on every level, like your branding isn't
0: just going to be, you know, what the visuals look like. It's the look and feel and more questions that I ask clients are like, how do you want your attendees to think? So think, feel, do. So it's what do you want them to think? How do you want them to feel? And what do you want them to do as a result of your event? And that's how you tie your brand into it. And yeah, like there's so many opportunities to do that. And as you said earlier, like it doesn't have to be stuff that you have to spend a lot of money or make a, you know, spend a lot of time on. It can be as simple as a Spotify playlist, which really, really resonates with you, your brand values and, you know, having little things for people to share and little talking points. That's you get your brand out at every single touch point and that's when you're winning. And I help people look at all of those opportunities. Like, okay, so how are people arriving? How are they greeted? What experience have they got? Looking at the pre-event, like what's the pre-event communications like? Like, do I know where I'm going and how I'm going to get there and all of that? It's, um, yeah, it, there's so much you can do, but I don't want people listening to be like overwhelmed <laughs> right now. I'm just giving you a ton of ideas, but you can absolutely start small.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I started small in the beginning too, and you learn and you grow from that. And you help people with their branding, even like outside of events as well, like the the more personal branding side of things. What makes you passionate about that? Why do you like love branding? Because I love branding too, but it's a, it's a skill. It's actually a skill to be able to look at somebody's brand and see where the potholes are, see where the elevation could be. So I'd love to just hear more about your ideas around that. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, personal branding for me has been, I think, key.
0: And it's been the number one thing that's got me to where I am in terms of my career, my confidence and everything. And I think it sort of started with me going, I want a platform to share what I love, what lights me up and what I'm passionate about so that I can inspire others to be passionate too. So my, my background before events was um, performing. So I studied English and drama at university. I used to teach like singing and dancing to kids when I was younger. And then I sort of realized what speaking was. And when I moved into events and I didn't have time to do all the kind of um, acting and everything, I thought, well, this is another avenue for me. So I started my first bit of, uh, you know, a personal branding was speaking and that's still my favorite thing to do, whether it be on stage or on podcasts or anything, because like we all have a voice and there's just a way to kind of share your magic with the world. So I think that's, yeah, that's sort of personal branding for me. And that's, I help people to find their own groove with personal branding so i was coaching a client earlier who hates public speaking who hates instagram branding but she loves networking so she loves showing up at an event and like having you know that kind of walking around the room and people knowing who she is and having these meaningful conversations and your personal brand is is what people say about you when you're not in the room and how you can kind of lean into that all the time
1: Yeah, I think branding is such a key part when it comes to building and growing your community. And I was just talking to my own mastermind clients about this because I think when you're growing in the beginning, it's really easy to take from other brands and think, well, this is what people like, or this is what people want to see. But I think then you're really missing this aspect of like, not that you're not trying to be authentic, but you're missing this authenticity key that's actually going to support you in building a community that's unique to you. I was using this analogy. It's like, you know, I use palm trees in my branding, but that is authentic to me because I live in Los Angeles and palm trees light me up, but I'll see, you know, somebody who maybe lives in the English countryside who like has no palm (laughs) trees around them, who is a completely different style of brand wanting to like try to use those. And I'm like, what's authentic to you though? I want to see you in your branding. And so like, what do you feel are some of the blocks or like things that people maybe are missing out on, especially when that they're in that beginning building and growing phase, that's stopping them from really being able to translate who they are within their branding? I know that's a big question. <laughs> it's a big
0: question. It's a great question though. I mean, I'd be yeah interested to hear your points too. I think um, limiting beliefs are a huge one as well. And the fear and the kind of I guess the limiting belief, a lot of people hold that they're not confident enough to sell themselves. I think, you know, we're all selling ourselves through our branding. And when you just step into your power, you are really authentic and you're selling without selling. So I think it's that confidence piece about being really confident. And when you're not, that's when you might lean or look at other people and be like, oh, I want to do it like she did it. But, you know, if I just start showing up in the way that you show up and you do your brand, like Yeah, I could probably do it for a few weeks. I could probably be like, yes, I'm all all about the palm trees and the money. (laughs) But then I would get found out because it's not me. It's not me. It's you, you know? Um,
1: And and when you realize that, you can step into your power. Yes, yes. So maybe it's actually like... Taking a step back from thinking of it as like this aesthetic design that you have to figure out and actually thinking, who am I? Like, where do I stand in my power? What is my why? What is authentic to me? So you can energetically get behind who you are and translate that. Yeah. Yeah
0: your personal brand is not a canva quote like people people get so caught up and they're like oh what what color shall I make my personal brand like no 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 personal brand isn't color like yes it can have color you can bring it to life but you bring the color like you bring the color with your personality so we fix that first and then we can look at the canva quotes or whatever that might be but you've got to fix like what's important to you and actually just showing up in your power like one great thing to think about is if I were to give you a microphone um, and you had to talk for 15 minutes on a subject in front of 10,000 people, what's that topic going to be? Because that topic is going to carry you through your branding, your mission, your vision, and all of that.
1: You'd have to give me two hours. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Love that. Just to circle back to something you did mention, I just love your openness around and I think is really positive. And I even believe that from a money mindset perspective for people to hear is that you have a successful coaching business and a corporate career. And that's kind of unique in a really beautiful way. Why is that? And also, how has that process been for you in the balancing between both of them? Yeah. I mean, it's been a journey and I'm not going to sit here and be like, it's
0: just all sunshine and rainbows all the time. Um, But I think I, I love working in the events industry. And I also love being part of a team, making a difference to a business. I love having, you know, a team that I'm bouncing ideas around. Yes, I have my own team with my business. I have support in my business, but I think I just love being in an industry as well. So it's also given me, um, I guess, authenticity in that way. You know, the events industry is in a constant state of flux and change. And because I'm on the front line, I'm running events, I'm supporting a team who are running events, I can show up for my clients in the best possible way. If I were to leave my career, then yes, I'm still going to be an event expert. I'm still going to be the go-to events coach. But I'm gonna miss out on some of those moments and experiences. And it's just, it's that balance. So I have I was working sort of full, full time um, in my previous job, uh, when I was sort of flying across the world running conferences and in my current role, which I moved to at the start of 2022, I made the decision that I'm gonna be four days a week. Um, and that's what I really wanted. And I'm actually gonna be moving down to three days a week as well. Um, but this isn't like a, you know, phasing me out of my career. This is so I can show up fully in my energy. And I've realized, you know, I'm a projector in human design. I've realized the value in rest. I've spent my whole career hustling. And now I know I don't want to work on weekends anymore. I want to be able to, you know, give my all to my job three days a week and then show up fully in my coaching business the other two days. That's how I, and I think, you know, a lot of people glamorize the quit the nine to five and there is so much power in that and I am absolutely here for it I've coached people through it I've got friends that have done it and I love that But let's also take a minute for the people that, you know, just love being in a career like the nine to five can be great for people, too. And the balance can be great. And it's finding your groove. And, you know, you actually said this to me in in one of our um, uh, magnetic millionaire calls recently that, you know, the abundance comes from the fact that, you know, I've still got a full time salary coming in. So if I'm going through a period of shift, growth of sort of rockiness or inconsistency in my business, like it's okay it's okay this stuff happens but i don't have to slip into scarcity i'm in i'm constantly in a state of abundance because I, you know i know that i've i've got i've got a salary and i've got protection with that it's not for everyone but um but i love it and i have to be strict i have to create boundaries i get up at 5am every day in the week because wow. that helps me do both but I don't you know that's not it's not like I'm hustling 24 hours a day you know I just find my groove and what works for me but yeah, you've got to sort of make sacrifices and But it's paid off massively for me And I I, want, I want to inspire other people
1: She's also jetting off to LA I'm jetting off to LA She also jets off to LA And like stays in fabulous hotels So you do have quite a beautiful life this
0: well Oh, thank you I mean, it's per- another perk of running events Is you get to know all the hotels across the world Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> But I want to highlight something there That you said that is so interesting To just have an open conversation around And I think you're right, and I, I hadn't really looked at it in that way, but it is very easy for the quitting the nine- to five to be glamorized. And uh, it's like there's a time and a space for that, I almost want to say. And some of the money mindset blocks that I've seen entrepreneurs fall or traps that I've seen entrepreneurs fall into is that because that's so glamorized as being the it thing, that they end up getting into total scarcity at the beginning of their business, because they're placing their sense of safety and security completely on their business, because there is no other money coming in. And I think it depends on the type of person that you are, because maybe for some people that is the motivation that they need and that drives them. And that feels like the why, and that's great. But for others who want an inner sense of safety and security, I actually find that that can block your business. Um, And that might sound really strange for a Money Mindset Coach to say, but I actually believe that if you are going to step into scarcity in that way, that it is more proactive for you to have something that helps you bridge the gap. Because you're actually going to not only feel a little calmer as you journey through building your business, but you're going to create more abundance in your business because you're going to be in more of an attractive state. Because when we're coming from a needy energy of like, and I know this from experience, I have to sign this client. This is before I did any of my money mindset work like, or internal work. Like, Oh my God, I have to sign this client or else I can't afford this. That's not why you want to go into being a coach and that's, that's forgetting your why and that's forgetting your mission. So don't be my, my, my message in this, and I'm sure yours is too, is like, don't be embarrassed if you have to bridge the gap. And by all means, do not be embarrassed if you love your career and want to balance both.
0: (laughs) No, exactly. You find a way that works for you. And I think, you know, the term side hustle, it might get a bad rep. It might get a good rep some, some places. It can be an incredible way to start building a business. Like, you know, you're building it from that place of abundance because, and also like having a side hustle got me the job that I've got today has got me promotions because my bosses have gone, hang on, if she can run a coaching business, if she can, you know, manage her time, be an entrepreneur sell. Like I've I've never done business development in my life before in my career. This job that I'm in right now, I've built it into my job description purely because of the experience I've had with business development for my own business, which I call a business not a side hustle. And, and there's so many, there's so many different moving parts here and, and we can all be abundant in, in whatever way, you know, yes, there's amazing benefits to having the freedom and the life of, um, of your own business, but also there's, there's freedom in getting paid holidays and what are all the other business benefits?
1: Yeah, definitely. And you, you have built a beautiful brand and business for yourself, as well. And am I hearing that you've almost done that from one day of work a week? Like what has that looked like? Because you were working, is it five days a week, four days a week previous to that?
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I just, yeah, it's just been, it's been discipline. It's been investing myself. Like last year I was so, so proud because I hit six figures in my business and I was working more than five days a week in my full-time job. And I still managed to have weekends, but it was through consistency, abundance and being confident. And I was just, you know, I'm excited to see where things can go now. Um, But there are seasons in my life where I take a step back and I'm not making a massive amount of money in my business. And that's because I'm slaying it in my career and vice versa. And I can turn the dial up on what I want to be focusing on. And I love that. I love the power that I have Mm. with that.
1: And the reason I wanted to highlight that is because one mindset block for a lot of people can be, I don't have enough time. Um, I don't know. This is resonating, I think, with some of the clients that I have or or people in my community who are mothers as well, who think I literally only have these hours while the kids are at school or, you know, how only of these days. But it's just really inspiring to hear that not only have you got a business, you've also hit six figures in that year from doing that. And it is a a mindset thing, isn't it? Really? If you can get disciplined and I hate that word because I love being my feminine energy, but I have found that actually when you have a lot of time on your hands, you suddenly take 12 hours to do something that actually could take you an hour. And I wonder has that been your experience? Because you have to be... (laughs)
0: yeah because yeah that's it like if you give me 12 hours to do a job I'll do it in 12 hours if you give me 30 minutes I'll do it in 30 minutes and look I'm not going to say we all have the same amount of hours in a day as Beyonce and all of those things Mm. and I'm not a mother um, and I absolutely am in awe of mothers maybe one day I will be who are able to juggle a business but it's about finding pockets of time that are sustainable for you and that might be can you wake up 30 minutes earlier Mm. it might be actually can you swap one hour of Netflix a week to read a business book or you know can you put a podcast like this on when you're in your car to get some inspiration and motivation it's it's pockets of time we all have them but we we have to want to have them and I think it's it's that you've got to be in that place where you want something you desire it you've got goals you've got ambition because otherwise you'll you'll never use that time as you say and it's it's really interesting um and to hear that that comes up a lot you in terms of like the money mindset work, but times time's a big thing too.
1: Yeah, definitely time can be a big thing. And, and like just a reminder, like your reality of what you have available for you doesn't have to look like what everyone else's is. And I know that you know then you might be comparing yourself to other people who you think have five days a week, and, and that's their version of their reality. If your reality is you have one day a week or, or an hour a day at least use that time in the best way you possibly can. And it's okay if it takes you longer. It's okay if it, you know, if you're moving towards it being a different reality, but do the best that you can with what you have and honor that space that you're in, in this time, in this moment. It's okay. Like, don't be hard on yourself. (laughs)
0: Yeah, exactly. And you can choose to use that time as rest. Like I remember I was going through a, a, a kind of really full time in my life last year. And I set myself a mantra that is like, I'm either working or I am resting and there's nothing in between. I just Mm -hmm. want to be mindful and intentional about how I use my time. And resting might be drinking wine with my friends or watching trash TV or sleeping. Um, But if I'm not doing that, if I'm, you know, if I'm just not being intentional, I'm just scrolling on my phone or just, Mm -hmm. you know, doing whatever. And I could be using that time to work or Mm -hmm. to recharge.
1: Yeah. Honestly, this has been such a beautiful conversation. I'm sure we could talk for ages on all of these <laughs> topics, but it's actually late for you in the UK. <laughs> so I'm going yes. to let you finally get some rest. Um, where you. can people connect with you and learn more about what you do? Oh, I would love to connect. So, I mean, I
0: hang out on Instagram way loads of, loads of hours. Um, I'm Juliet trip events on Instagram or one word. so find me on there. Um, let me know if you are like looking to plan an event. I'd love to hear what kind of event you've got on your goals list. You can find me on LinkedIn as well and Twitter, but Instagram's the place to be. And I've got a website too. If you want to, you know, there's some dog pictures on there. There's dog (laughs) pictures in my life. They're always nice.
1: (laughs) You have a lovely, you have a lovely website. I actually checked out for this conversation. You can check. (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for joining us and sharing your light with the podcast today thank you for having me if you loved today's episode, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button because women supporting women is my jam. And if you want extra daily doses of motivation, then be sure to follow me on Instagram at girl underscore unfiltered and go ahead and screenshot this episode. Send me a DM and share your biggest takeaway because I love hearing from you and I just really want to drop into your DMs basically. <laughs> so I'm sending you so much love and abundance and have an amazing day.